0: alternative perspectives, and genuine collaboration. Our very special guest today is Frank Blake. Frank is an American business person and lawyer. He served as the CEO of The Home Depot from 2007 to 2014. During that time, while engineering the turnaround of the company, he observed, you get what you celebrate. He helped The Home Depot return to its roots by helping customers through an intentional pattern of recognizing great service. In 2016, Frank started a podcast called Crazy Good Turns. It's a platform dedicated to generosity and gratitude. An ROG listener sent me a note and said that they found me a kindred spirit. Indeed, we are. There are so many things that I admire about you, Frank. One of them is your genuine interest in others, a second is your willingness and ability to find and share the stories of Crazy Good Turns with us. Welcome to ROG, Frank.
1: No, thank you, Shannon, and congratulations on what you're doing. It's terrific. Ah. I, and I love I love the title of I like your podcast, love your podcast, but I love the title. What do you love about it? Uh, the generosity is something that uh, is a multiplying impact in life. Mm. And so to think about a return on generosity is actually the right way to think about generosity. Mm. I think... Uh, I I comment with people generally, and maybe leaders particularly, that there are folks who radiate out and folks who absorb. And you want as much as possible to surround yourself with people who are radiating out and taking their blessings and sharing them with others versus people who absorb everything to themselves. Mm. And so that to me is all embedded in the title of your podcast.
0: Yes, thank you. Yes. And I want to talk a lot about your podcast and the guests that you've learned from and your own experiences with generosity. I've just recognized that you're a really generous person. Talk about like radiating out and creating like a larger possibility. That's just what you radiate, Frank. So I'm wondering what are earlier influences in your life that have caused you to be that way? Uh, well, first, Shannon, that's very nice that you say that. But I've found
1: uh, some of the people that I admire most in life are extraordinarily generous human beings. The And I use as an example the three founders of Home Depot, Bernie Marcus Arthur Blank and Ken Langone, all of whom are extraordinarily generous. Uh, I said to myself, one of the things I am going to do in life after my time at Home Depot is explore the concept of generosity, try to understand it better, try to understand what motivates people to be generous, try to understand all the positive
0: effects of it. Hmm. So in the awareness of, like, did you land on the word generosity when you were trying to deduce what was in common about these leaders that you admire? Uh,
1: Absolutely. Lots of things got me to generosity. I'll give one example of the things that got me to generosity. I tell this story frequently, but it's a, it's a really interesting one for me. Before uh, going to Home Depot, I worked at GE. I worked at GE for over a decade. I worked for Jack Welch, who is you know one of the iconic business leaders of the last 100 years. It's certainly, uh, I think so. I think most people would say that. And Jack, and I and I ended up my career working directly for Jack. Uh, and he was a very, very difficult boss, very demanding boss, very demanding human being, uh, and, you know, just very hard-driven. When I first became CEO of Home Depot, I said, Jack, would you spend a day with me sort of giving me CEO 101 lessons? And he was very nice, and he did that. And I made it a habit for the eight years that I was CEO to spend one day a year with Jack. Typically in February, I'd fly down and meet him in his house in Florida and we'd spend a day. The last year, I asked him the question that is sort of a sophomoric question that I never would have dared to ask before that. I asked him, what's the single most important characteristic of a leader? His answer shocked me because his answer was generosity. And I got to say, that wasn't What immediately sprang to mind with my interactions with Jack, as I say, he was a very fierce uh, leader. And so I I think my face expressed surprise. And I said, gee, that's an interesting answer. Can you explain it? And he said, yes. Uh, He said, leaders need to be fueled by the success of the people who work for them. That needs to be the dominant fuel in your life and then when i reflected back when i rewound the tape of my interactions with jack as difficult and demanding a boss as he could be i could see how actually when i did well that was he was thrilled by that that was a source of true delight for him and so that notion that generosity which i might have otherwise thought of as you know this sort of softer element of leadership. When I talk to the person who, at least in my mind, is one of the great leaders, as I say, of the last um, hundred years, at least in corporate America, that was at the core of how he defined leadership. Pretty interesting. So that was one one of the things, there are many other strands. So you're onto something, you're onto something really important, Shannon.
0: Well, you know, it's funny because on my website, it says generosity is the future of leadership. We could argue generosity has always been always the been. foundation. Always of been foundation, yeah. Yep. Yes, it's not just the future. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in unpacking that a little, just the word itself and and the meanings associated with it, because I know you two like to grapple with language yeah. and meaning. So how would you describe generosity? Uh,
1: yeah, so the first thing is, just as you say, from a word perspective, it seems like the root must come from generate. It seems like the root is about growing and motion and action. Uh, You know, it's, it's doing. It's a very active... Underneath it, it's a very active concept that you're going out and doing for others. That strikes me as very important because I think sometimes... Uh, we get a notion that we can be very generous if our intentions are generous, if our intentions are good. And if, you know, we all feel like, or not maybe all of us, but many of us feel like we're fundamentally kind people. But when you look at, you know, what are you actually doing? What's, what's the positive reflection of that internal intent that you're doing with your life is a, um, is a good Benchmark or a good mm. test to uh, check yourself with. So I feel I feel it is a very active concept. I think it acts on yourself. I think it has an impact on yourself and how. Mm-hmm. You view your own life, and it obviously has an impact on others.
0: Mm, that's so beautifully said. Thank you for that. Because I do think that sometimes we have a, a an association with the word generosity or being a giver as being more of a doormat or being soft or um, altruistic to maybe even to a fault some people might associate. Right. But even your example of Jack Welsh and your own leadership I think there's like uh, that that being of service. I love the way you said that, where you said leaders need to be fueled by the success of the people who work for them. It's yeah. just a totally different frame that some may need to have.
1: No, I tell CEOs all the time that, or any leader, when uh, they get to the point in life where they're stepping back and looking over the past that the things they will remember are the lives they've impacted far more than they will remember any of the numbers or metrics that absorb them at the moment.
0: Is there any practical advice you have on how people can keep that front of mind even in the, you know, like think of like year end or, you know, quarterly business reviews where like the numbers seem to be the most important, if not the only important thing. Like, is there any advice you have on how we can keep generosity, front of mind? Uh, so the first and most
1: basic, I think, is is how do we actually communicate to people? And you've said something that I say all the time. You, you gave it as a tag at the front, which is you get what you celebrate and recognize. And I think celebration and recognition to others is a form of generosity of giving yourself. And at least in the business context, every business person knows the adage that you get what you measure. And people have been trained to act that way and think a lot about their metrics and think a lot about what they're, how they're achieving their metrics. They have been trained less to think about how am I setting a pattern of recognition and celebration within my organization and how am I keeping to that? And at some level, it's a pattern in practice that's actually i mean you think of generosity as you know this sort of wellspring of goodness which i i'm sure it is in some ways but it is also a pattern in practice of how you interact with people and that's why you know I, at least for me it's helpful to think about it that way when sometimes you don't necessarily feel that wellspring of goodness within you you can still you can still behave in a certain way to other people.
0: Mm. So that is a philosophy that you use to help the turnaround of Home Depot when you became CEO. It's also something that you deeply believe in that life is what you sell like you get more in life, what you celebrate. Like what are some examples of that in the workplace?
1: So I lots of lots of examples in the workplace. Um, I, I'll start with uh, a, a simple example of in most companies, when someone's promoted, the promotional announcement comes out and it says, you know, Joe or Jane spent five years in Poughkeepsie and then three years in, in uh, Reno and then two years in Singapore. And now we're making them vice president of X, Y or Z. And basically, I know the geography of their leadership, but I have no idea. What have they done? What have they exhibited during their career that's warranted this promotion? And when I'm inside a company and I wanna get promoted because you know I'm, I'm in the company and I wanna move on up, uh, when I look at that announcement of Poughkeepsie, et cetera, I really don't learn anything and by and large, on that blank slate, I'll superimpose my own notions of the organization that you know, it's go along to get along, keep your head out of the way and you'll get promoted, that sort of stuff. Versus I'm going to tell you exactly what it is I want and I'm going to recognize and celebrate the people who do the thing that I want. And I'm going to explain what it is that I want. And I'm going to tell stories about that, so that people can understand it, and as you said at the start, in the context of Home Depot, one of the changes we need to, to make was better customer service. So the recognition and celebration culture around customer service uh, was something I spent a lot of time thinking about, and you know we would do lots of daily, weekly, monthly. Celebrations of people who did great things for customers. And that starts to form the contours of what it is you're expecting from the organization.
0: Yeah. So, like when you talked about how you get more of what you measure, you're measuring how they were serving customers and how they were doing for others so that it became that cultural norm and the thing that people were aspiring to do better. Sure. And, and
1: and it's highly, in my view, to make it effective, it's a lot about stories. What I ask leaders is, who do you bring up on the stage, literally or figuratively? And what do you say about them? Because people will remember those stories of the people that you bring up on the stage. So make them good stories. Make them stories that connect to what you actually want to celebrate and recognize. That's you know the people in the audience are going to go. Oh, I do that every day. I need to explain it. I understand that, and they start looking for examples of that within their own organization, and that's the way you build a culture, and that's the way you start to change. And so uh, it's and as I say, the the connection to generosity is also. I I believe that a lot of the folks who are in an organization, they want some element of connectivity to the leadership that is genuine. And the leader, he or she has to give of himself or herself and have the people understand that they're giving of himself of themselves uh, in order to make that connection.
0: So you decided to start a podcast called Crazy Good Turns, to share stories. I mean, yeah. that is, that is in essence, what, what your podcast is, right? Yeah. there's specific stories, very wide range of kinds of stories. Like, you know, you have authors and philosophers and business owners. So tell me about the, the what was, what drove you to creating a podcast like this one that's celebrating generosity?
1: Uh, so it started, uh, what, the person who, uh, handle communications for me at Home Depot, he and I uh, retired at about the same time and we thought we ought to, it would be fun to do something, uh, a joint effort and we came up with this idea that was similar to what we were doing at Home Depot, which is with the same idea that you get what you recognize and celebrate. It would be great if we had a podcast that recognized and celebrated people who did crazy good things for others. And uh So that's what we did. And he, uh, Brad Shaw, who started this with me, is a great journalist. And if you listen to the first two years of the podcast, they were excellently um, structured stories and really well done. And then, unfortunately, uh, his wife had a health issue and he had to step away. And so I took over before I'd mostly just been in a, a supporting role I took over. I don't have nearly his journalistic skills, so uh, it's, it's been um, less, less powerful in the individually sculpting the stories and more my quirky uh, curiosity. I'm curious about people who, uh, some of them do, just as you said, Shannon, some of them You know, are the people who drop everything they're doing and go to a foreign country and work in unbelievable circumstances that I can't imagine doing?
0: Well, you're very humble because I think you do a brilliant job navigating those conversations, asking the kinds of questions that I wouldn't even think of asking that really help us to dig deeper into the individual stories and what their intent was in pursuing the thing that they pursued. And you explain that a crazy good turn doesn't need to be this life changing thing. It could be like one of your guests was all about random acts of kindness, right? So it could—it's a whole range of things. But if, if this is a tough question, Frank, which you are accustomed to asking others, so now it's coming back to you, uh, if you could summarize or say, you know, here's something that I think all of these guests have in common. Like here's something that you know you went into this with a hunch. It reaffirmed your belief that spending time focused on generosity is a great investment of time and energy. Like, what have you learned from all of these different thought leaders?
1: Yeah, it's a, such a great question. And I try to pull that together. And there are lots of different strands. And I don't think there's any one unifying feature. I think uh, the ability to get outside of yourself is probably the first. Prerequisite, so it's doing something that isn't necessarily in your immediate, to your immediate, short term benefit. And some people are willing to do that uh, in extremes, and other people more modest. But uh, I'd say it's it's like a different kind of sight. I'm seeing something slightly differently than everybody else around me, and I'm responding to that. And uh, there are lots of different kinds of sites. Uh, As you say, some of them are daily and some of them are quite extraordinary, but it it is amazing when you see it. I mean, what's the instinct to say thank you? There are some people who never get wrote thank you, and there are some people you know it when they, I mean, if you just take the different gradations in our own life of the people you do something for and they just do thank you. And then you do so, and then there are other people who will actually write you a note that's really thoughtful on the thank you. And then there are still others that will remember their gratitude to you years down the line and do something, you know, completely unexpected. So it's... um, it's that degree of getting outside yourself and looking at someone else slightly differently.
0: Mm, so well said. Because if you think about it, like it's not that you didn't notice the thing, it's the the next step, right? It's right. like you did appreciate the act, You it really did help you, but the expression of gratitude and the appreciation, I'd really like to double-click on that because I all the research around gratitude, uh, another topic, ta- content yeah. topic that I'm a big fan of, um, indicates that at the workplace is where we experience the least amount of appreciation and we express the least amount of appreciation. So what encouragement can you give our listeners around expressing their gratitude? So so I'll, this is a very, uh, maybe uh,
1: hard-edged uh, explanation of return on generosity and why it's in everyone's interest. When I, uh, when I took over Home Depot, one of the things that I started doing was I would, every week, I would write about 200 handwritten notes to associates thanking them. We had a whole process for, uh, you know, every, every store would give examples of great customer service to the district, the district would give it to the region, the region would pull them all together, I'd get them and I'd write these notes and one of the reasons that i did it in addition to the you know i get you get what you recognize and celebrate was actually for my own benefit and so part of that generosity of giving of yourself is also helpful to yourself because it does there is a return on the generosity and my other great example of this i learned this from the person who uh, Ran yum brands, you know, KFC and Taco Bell and all the rest. And he's great interview. Yeah. He, he's a terrific guy. And he had a mm-hmm. habit of putting, he, when he would go into a restaurant and take pictures of his associates, he would put them in his office. And I thought that's a great example. And so when I went, when I was doing the same at Home Depot, and every time I'd walk a store, I'd take a picture of the great associates and I'd say, I'm taking this picture. It's going to be on the wall of my office. And anytime you're in Atlanta, you can come and look at your picture on the wall of my office. And it was just a sign to them of their importance to me. You matter enough that your picture's on the wall of my office, and you can come in and look at it at any time. I might, as the associate at Home Depot, think, you know, Frank Blake's, I have no idea Frank Blake, and I really don't care much about him. But hey, if he's putting my picture on the wall, that's pretty good. I think I care about it. I'd I'd just assume he's a successful person. I'd like to be on the wall of a successful CEO (laughs) rather than an unsuccessful CEO. So that's my my, uh, (laughs) self-regarding view on the return on generosity and why it actually exists.
0: Uh, I love that. Yes, and the vision I have of that wall in your office is like the symbolism of it's all about the people. You know, it's like the wallpaper of the associates who make it what it is. Like Home Depot is just, you know, a physical space, but it's the people that make it what it is. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to know about that is what kind of a response did you get from some of the note receivers? I can imagine that being very surprising to associates to get a handwritten note from their CEO.
1: The first thing I would say before say before getting the response is. I received that when I uh, earlier in my career, I worked for George Bush dad when he was vice president and he would start every day with sending out notes to people and not in his instance, they weren't handwritten. He typed them. This was back pre email days. He'd type out notes, but he'd do that for an hour. And I can tell you that as a staff person, when you got a note from the vice president, I mean, that was like. You're walking on a cloud. That was huge. Uh, and so at Depot, I thought, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this note writing thing, because I learned it from uh, George Bush dad, and it was brilliant. And the first, I don't know, within the first month or so of doing this, I was walking a store. And an associate came up to me and said, I got this note from you. Uh would you mind writing it again? And I said, yeah, sure, no problem, but why? And he said, well, I got a note, and we all looked at it, and we all figured you couldn't possibly have written it. It had to have been robo-penned. And so we put it under water, and it (laughs) leaked, so I destroyed the note. Would you mind writing it again? But it is, just as you said, Shannon, it's that, it's, somebody took the time. Somebody took the time to recognize what I'm doing and said, thank you. That's an investment. And uh, people want to see the the workplace. We're making lots of other investments. The investment of your time and energy, recognizing and thanking the people that you work with is Mm -hmm. hugely important. And it's not just the people who work for you. It's also the people who work with you and great companies and i you know i'm very passionate on this topic and when i talk about this there are lots of companies that actually have very structured thoughtful ways of doing this where you can say to your colleagues you did this for me that was awesome thank you so much and how that creates just better teamwork better focus on the end results and you you want a teammate to say thank you you want your boss to say thank you you want I mean, you know, the more you can have that as a culture within your organization,
0: the better. Yes, it goes miles. And it, it's a differentiator because unfortunately, it's still very rare. So I'd love to hear you share with our listeners about your $50 thank you recognition program. It's, it's returning, oh, right? It's yeah, 2022. It's thank coming you, back. So I'd love to let them know about this. This is so exciting. So first, thank you, Shannon, for
1: uh, asking. And then I will tell your listeners, because I think the way we came to this podcast was I think my team reached out to you and said we'd advertise on your podcast for this program. And you said, no, why don't I come on instead? So that's very, that's very generous of you. And thank you. Uh, so, so back in the, uh, at the height of the pandemic, So March uh, 2020 through uh, basically June of 2020, we ran a program where anybody could send in a note to uh, Crazy Good Turns and say, Shannon's done something amazing for me. You know, she's made a bunch of masks for our neighborhood or she's delivered food to the elderly people or whatever it was, or you just did something nice, said a nice word to them, whatever. It didn't have to be anything grand. Just say... Shannon Cassidy did something awesome. Please recognize her. And we would send you a letter with a $50 gift card and say, you know, your friend so-and-so said that Shannon Cassidy did this wonderful thing. And we did, I think we did over $27,000 in giving away $50 to just people who asked for, um, you know, to recognize someone else. And so we're doing it again. Um, we started it just this week, and I I love it because one of the interesting things from right. the time we did it in 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 2020 was just the range of great examples of just people doing wonderful things for others, and the. Great return for the people who get the gift card who say, Wow, this is really nice. You know, somebody thought highly enough of what Shannon Cassidy was doing that they sent that they got this $50 gift card for me. And also the experience uh, of just taking the time to sit down and write a note about, okay, what has Shannon done for me? When we launched it, mm. I think I, I I thought well, this is easy. Everybody will do this, but actually, what you find out is it takes an effort. I've got to stop whatever it is I'm doing. I got to write a note, and um, I think it's a. I think it's taking that effort is a benefit both to the receiver and the giver. And uh, so, thank you for referencing yes. it. I like the program. Wow. It is
0: just about you know. Um celebrating and recognizing people who do good things for others. Absolutely. And the link will be in the show notes. But for those who are listening to this audio only, how can they find how to submit one of their recipients?
1: If they just if they just go to crazygoodturns.org, there's a whole they'll and that's Crazy Good Turns all one. All one word and turns is T U R N S, not T E R N S. It's crazy good turns, not crazy good birds.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for that. And I look forward to hearing from our ROG listeners about how they're recognizing others and, you know, providing a reward. So at the end of every podcast, we talk about a takeaway tip. You know, how can we apply what we've learned to our own work and lives? And my takeaway tip from what you shared with us today, Frank, is to get outside of yourself. When you talked about that other way of seeing things, that new sight, like it's almost like a, a lens that you can look at life through and how do you get outside of yourself and then take action? Not just notice what needs to be done, but actually get in the ring. Well done. Perfect takeaway. Very beautiful. Well, thank you for being you and for sharing the good word. All right. Thank you, Shannon. Thanks for listening to ROG, Return on Generosity Podcast. Please help us grow by subscribing and reviewing us on your favorite podcast player. And for more information, visit bridgebetween.com. We grow when we give.
1: We grow when we give.
0: We grow when we give.